0: The story.
1: It was literally like the last thing on his bucket list was to use flying for work purposes. And some good friends had asked him to come and help muster and he was just frothing. It was just like the moment he'd been waiting for his whole life. And he um, flew from one property where he was staying to the other property and then mustered all morning. And then I got a call at about 10 o'clock that morning to say that he had had an accident.
0: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax, welcome to The Story Well sadly, Kylie Burrell has gone through more than her fair share of heartache and pain in her life But as we'll hear today, she has managed to keep her sense of humour through it all And she says it's helped her to grow as a person in unexpected ways Also, she's learned to express her deepening faith in music Which we'll hear a bit of today Kylie Burrell is having a chat and sharing her story with Michelle Smick.
2: Tell me a little bit about who Kylie is today. Well, currently today, I am a
1: single mum of four children. I'm an artist and I feel like I'm really living the dream right now, to be honest. I mean, minus the husband factor, which is all part of the juicy story to come. But, um, yeah, I I love my local church and serve in it and um, have a great group of friends and enjoy all the outdoor water sports that we can fit into a weekend. And um, yeah, I think that's about the summary of who I am at the moment.
2: So, really living your life to the fullest.
1: I am, yes.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Sounds wonderful. But it hasn't always been that way. Correct. So, whereabouts were you born? Where did you grow up?
1: Born in Brizzy, um, raised in a beautiful little Christian family. Um, we had a great childhood. Um, grew up in an Anglican church, and um, and then went over to a more Pentecostal church in our teenage years, and I did. Yeah, feel the Holy Spirit first from, I think, probably a kids' camp I went on in about grade seven was the first time I really was like, oh, that's what the, the presence of God feels like. Um, but then, of course, in my high school years and young adult years, had a few
2: stray moments. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was sort of my upbringing. And that led you to go to do missionary work overseas, is that correct? Uh,
1: yeah, I did um, do a little bit of, oh, just a mission trip in China. Um, that was fun. We smuggled Bibles in and we lost passports, and we had a miraculous moment where my mum was so sick, and it actually allowed us to get home earlier once we'd lost the passport. It, it we jumped the line because she was sick, and we we literally packed our bags in faith one day, knowing that we'd have to pay more if we were to leave the hotel we were staying in. But because she was sick, it was like God used that to get us home early even though we lost our passport on the last day of our trip. So, yeah, did some mission work, yes? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and what happened then? Okay, well, um, I think probably one of the cool moments that I'll share to start with was um, I, yeah, did a, I did a year, I finished high school, did a year down at Hillsong Bible College. And that was great fun. And then came back and I was sort of like, I don't know what to do. I did really, like there was lots of things I wanted to do, but I didn't really know where to start or what degree my parents were like do a degree you know that's a great setup for life and so I ended up sort of falling into nursing degree and it was great it would take me anywhere and I could travel and I really liked traveling at that time of my life and I remember this one key moment it was the third year of uni and we got to choose um where we'd have our placement for the next yeah for the for half of the third year a big chunk of the third year so it was quite a big deal big choice And my computer crashed, right, when everyone, it was the moment when you had to quick get on and make your choice first in best dressed it was. And my computer crashed. So it was all a bit unfair. And I went to the, you know, the uni lecturer and I was like, oh, this is what happened. And in the end, she ended up giving me these two awesome choices. One was the Royal Brisbane Children's Hospital Pediatric Emergency Department. So doing a prac in there would have been awesome. The other choice was going to Charleville um, eight hours west and having two weeks with the flying doctors. And I remember I, it was a very crucial point in my lo- life, t- like little moment in my life that I just thought it would be worth sharing. So I was lying on the uni lawn, having my lunch, writing in my journal, and um, I remember saying, God, which one should I do? Both choices would be so good. And I really just felt God say so clearly, like, just do what you want to do. And I and think like I've learnt the power in, like, just following our desires because I really wanted to travel at the time. So, because of that, I just chose Charleville just because it was 12 weeks of traveling, going somewhere different. And um, that was very crucial in my life story. Yeah. And then, so the next sort of chunk on, like I'm into this track now, I chose Charleville and I'm out there and I'm going to this little church and I'm playing guitar just for the couple of weeks. You know, it was, I think it was 12 weeks for we there. And I, joined the church band, and everyone was going to this Easter camp. And so I was like, oh, I don't really, like, know many people here. My uni friends are going to be out partying. That's probably more fun. What do I do? I literally remember sitting on the toilet. Um, Toilet seems to be a key theme I've realised when I was writing down notes for this and because I think it's the only time when my brain is still um I'm a bit of a go, go, go kind of person. But anyway, I'm sitting on the toilet and I just really felt this gut feeling again, um, like on the uni lawn. And the gut feeling was like, you know, good things always happen at these church camps. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll just do it, even though I don't really know anyone and I'm pretty nervous about it. So I said yes and I went out to this camp. And it was the wildest, craziest, funnest weekend of my life. We like went hunting, we went swimming in dams, we went like worshipping God till like early hours of the morning, camping, swags, pouring rain, mud, like utes skidding in the mud, all these sorts of events going on at this Christian camp. And it was at that camp that I met my husband-to-be, um, Grant Burrell, and we hit it off straight away and were married or engaged three months later. So I really felt like those two moments were god leading me into um yeah a place where i could meet him
2: yeah very crucial so if you had yeah. have chosen brisbane you would never have been at charleville and if you had have hadn't have gone to the camp you wouldn't have met him That's no yeah he
1: was at the camp but i wouldn't have met him otherwise yeah
2: yeah it was amazing how god used that both of those times when you really surrendered your choice god took you and placed you where he wanted you to be yeah yeah so tell us a little bit more about what happened with grant then you yep. were
1: settled in charleville Yes, we had a great life in Charleville. We led the youth group and we'd take youth. Like, I remember we took a bunch, a busload of youth down to the snow for a youth group trip. And I, would, we just had our first baby then. And, um, we, yeah, we'd run motorbike camps and all sorts of funny things. And, um, also I headed up the music team out there and, um, we'd go water skiing and, yeah, all sorts of fun things out there. I had a great church family and, um, we had, Three children when this next event happened (laughs) so um Grant really liked all things adventure he was very very like the best motorbike rider in in you know his group of friends the the one that was always into the most extreme things and so everyone wanted to hang out with him and um just it was just fun it was just so fun but he was also full on like full on for God but in a very practical way um And he really always wanted to get into flying, like any sort of flying. He always mucked around with remote control planes and hang gliders when he was a kid and a teenager. And so now is like the next step. And he he decided he'd get, um, well, then he got his paraglider licence. That was that sort of happened when we had two children. We went down to Sydney with two puppies and two toddlers, and I had to babysit and puppy sit and try and find camping spots that would let puppies in, the, the pig hunting pups. Well, Grant learned to fly the paraglider. And now we were onto the gyrocopter, which is the next step up because it's smaller and cheaper than a helicopter. And I remember we were out um staying in this caravan at um Wondowan, somewhere just sort of northwest of Toowoomba And um it was hot and I was pregnant and I was nauseous, and the caravan was very old. It had been lifted up so we could go wheel driving and therefore was very hard to get into, no step. I was pregnant, toddlers, in and out, dusty, Grant's learning to do his most favourite dream of his life while I'm looking after children in not ideal situation. And I remember just throwing a tantrum one morning at God and just writing in my journal. I was like, oh, why? Like, this is not fair. Grant should come back and babysit for me so I can have some time off and, you know, just one of those mum tantrum moments. And I remember just feeling like, God was like just write down what you're grateful for and so I did it's always been a very powerful thing that I do regularly and um, so I wrote down all the things that I was grateful for and and sort of in that moment I think I realized like this is actually exactly what I wanted I wanted an adventurous husband who loved God I wanted lots of kids so it was my own fault that here I was in this caravan with all these kids and a husband trying to learn to fly. So that was the moment where I really learned the power of um thanks, thanksgiving,
2: thankfulness. Yeah. Being grateful for what God has given you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just recognizing, taking time to recognize that regularly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Celebrating the, the little milestones.
1: Yes. And dwelling on the positives. Cause I was very much like I could have dwelt on the negatives then and you know, things could have gone very sour if I wanted to, if, they, if I let them. But, um,
2: yeah. And that weekend, it's very important to you, that weekend, that weekend up at Windowan, is it? Mm-hmm. Is that the last weekend that you spent with your
1: husband? Uh, not quite, but um, that was when he got his guy to licence. Mm-hmm. And then so that kind of takes us to a couple of, probably only a couple of weeks down the track, or well, months maybe, he'd um, He literally, it was his dream job. It was literally like the last thing on his bucket list was to use flying for work purposes, and some good friends had asked him to come and help muster, and he was just frothing. It was just like the moment he'd been waiting for his whole life. And so he we'd been in Brisbane visiting the parents, and he drove all the way back, and he um, flew from one property where he was staying to the other property and then mustered all morning and then I got a call at about 10 o'clock that morning to say that he had had an accident and um, and he'd actually passed away straight away in this accident. And, yes, well, that was um, very, well, of course, that was a big mess. I remember just like falling on the ground and Dad just jumping on me and holding me down and he's not an emotional person or, you know, that sort of, it was very, uh it was very raw, and there was lots of tears for a good couple of hours. And um, breaking it to the kids was especially hard. We sort of let them play on this Nintendo for an hour or something while I digested before we broke it to them. And then, of course, they were like extra. Yeah, it was that was very hard moment. But they were also little, so the kids were then one, three, and four at that um, age, and. So, yeah, I um, I also hadn't told anyone yet. Only Grant had known, but I was also six weeks pregnant. So that was intense, waking up and being like, wow, do I vomit first or do I cry first <laughs> for quite a few weeks there? But another crucial kind of moment in that was it was about two hours after Grant died or after we found out that he died. And I said to mum, like I'd sort of, stop crying, you know, like couldn't cry anymore kind of thing. And then I said to mum, wouldn't it be awesome if it rained today? I love rain. It's just like the ultimate peaceful sort of thing. And mum looks at the sky, very doubtful. And she's like, not a cloud in the sky. And I, I was like, yeah, true. It's probably not going to rain. And then, um, anyway, literally an hour later, it's raining. I kid you not, it's pouring. And it was unreal. And then these, kids who lived on mum and dad's street who were good close family friends came down and they had actually been there at the time when we got the phone call so they knew what had happened and they said Kylie kids do you guys want to come and ride bikes on the road with us and um I was like oh sure whatever like sort of you know no brain power left to think so I just said yes we'll do it and out we went onto mum and dad's cul-de-sac and the kids are riding bikes in the rain and this little girl, her name was Bree. She said to me, um, "Kylie, try this. Try lying down on the road in the rain." And because it had been such a hot day up until then, and it was now about midday, and then it had just suddenly started raining, the road was still really hot, and the rain, of course, is cold. And but lying down on that road, just in that moment, it really summarized like the whole grief time for me because God just—it was just like God said. If you try and stand up in your own strength in the rain, you're going to be instantly cold, and it's going to be a horrible experience. But if you lie down in just totally like surrender everything, just relax into my presence, just lie down on this warm road, it's actually re- it was actually a really nice experience. And that sounds so weird, but that really does summarize the whole grant dying period of time for me because I just felt so loved and warm, and and yet the rain was cold, and it was. You know, painful, but it was warm at the same time. And yeah, uh, it was the way God revealed himself to me in that.
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Michelle Smick is chatting with Kylie Burrell, who's sharing her life journey and how the Lord helped her through the tragic death of her husband, Grant. We'll hear more of Kylie's story and how the tragedy changed her when we return Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're back with more of Michelle Smick chatting with Kylie Burrell, who's sharing her life journey with us. Before the break, we heard about the tragic death of Kylie's husband, Grant. Next, we'll hear how this impacted her life and how the Lord helped her to heal.
2: How did that, like, how does that moment change everything you've done since then? Like, how did it change you?
1: Um, I think it gave me grit. Sometimes I look at people that haven't been through anything bad like that, and I'm like, oh, nice person, but there's just a different grit to the people that have been through something like rough, like a divorce or a grief or a you know, struggled their way through something. And, um, actually, I think even COVID to our generation was like that too you know in that it gave us all a bit more grit life was a bit easy before then really and then it gave us all something to you know a challenge so um i think it's made me like puffer (laughs) and more well-rounded and definitely closer to god like my relationship with him before was nice and but it was but now it's like it's deep like i have to hang out with god every morning or i'm not worth being around yeah. and i'm not a nice mum so i've just learned to rely on him like there's no tomorrow um and i'm so much funner too like yeah because
2: i hang out with god regularly yeah you're putting all your worries and everything on him and so the relationships that you have with other people then can be more genuine because you're relying on god
1: true yeah it takes away that neediness of other people because i yeah need go to him for my needs yeah um Next kind of key moment was um, oh, a couple of years in, maybe yeah two or three years later, Grant had died. Family was amazing and I felt very supported. But I remember one day I was ironing, and the kids were being kids and I was just over it and I was having a cry and feeling pity party, sorry for myself, and um, I had Vision Radio on, actually. <laughs> Plug for Vision Radio. <laughs> And this story came on about a widow in a third world country having to lug water and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, I'm fine. (laughs) And I know that sounds really stupid. Like it's a weird thing thing to learn, but like if you're going through something hard, like I actually encourage you to listen to other people's stories that are worse (laughs) because it really helped me a few times, but that was one of the key ones. Bit of perspective. Very timely that Vision Radio happened to have it on. I didn't listen to it all the time, the radio. So it's like, wow, thank you, Lord. I just needed to hear that then, you know. So I then, um I then sort of dated well pretty much ever since. I, I kind of wanted to meet someone almost straight away. You know, it was it sounds weird and rude to Grant, but I knew he was gone and I didn't want to do life alone. So I literally went on my first date when I was 38 weeks pregnant <laughs> with Charlie which was all you know a bit crazy and then and I would have hoped that God provided straight away but it just didn't none of the date people I dated just seemed to sit right or they didn't feel it or I didn't feel it or something so it's now been eight years actually and and I do now have a really amazing boyfriend who I've been dating for three years and things are going really awesome and I I Think the um, yeah, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel if you get the gist. <laughs> but it's been yeah, been a bit crazy. I never thought I'd be someone that dated quite a few people, but there was probably quite a few different relationships in there. So that was all a bit wild. Dating with kids, um, not easy. <laughs> um, lots of relied on family a lot to babysit and things like that. But kids are actually a lot more like soft than you think they are. Like they can deal with stuff and they're okay. Like they're oh, I can't think of the word, but um it was okay like they I didn't traumatize them by having a few different boyfriends and talking to them about these big life issues and they're a a little bit more resilient than I think
2: we give them credit
1: yeah yeah and willing like able to adapt to like it wasn't the end of the world if I you know broke up with one and you know it was not not ideal but that's just what's happened I think each time you date someone it almost like you do learn and you also learn what you do or don't want in your future partner. Yeah. So I don't think it's like the end of the world to date a couple of people. I've sort of learnt, but anyway,
2: I think think we're at the end of that season now. (laughs) But I think also during all of this, you kept your children informed. You know, there was never that, oh, I wonder what mum's doing. You were always very open and honest with your children about the relationships you're in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, one last final key moment was on the toilet again um it was yeah almost exactly 3 years ago now um and i yeah i'd written a few songs and i was sort of trying to get them out there and loved um worshiping and i'd put my hand up to play at this music festival up at gimpy it was freedom music festival it's a great great little um music festival each year and i put my hand up to play and i was all excited i practiced all up and then i got this um bug that completely rolled me and so for a week i was like in bed with diarrhea and vomiting like it was terrible and um it was like the week just before this music festival and I was like oh I think I'm just gonna have to pull out I don't know what to do and I was knew I was getting better but I just really I remember sitting there and God was just like do it you just got to do it just get the energy to get the kids and get them to mom and dad's and then you'll be fine and I was like really like why do I I don't have to do this but I just felt this gut feeling again a kind of deep Knowing a, a bit of a spiritual nudge, I'm trying to find the words to explain this because I love trying to learn how to hear God's voice. But that's what it was, yeah. Like this gut kind of knowing that I should go to this music festival, and so I went. And I hadn't really invited many people, but um, one guy I had invited who I'd only kn- I only knew of, and I loved the sound of him. He looked like my kind of guy on Facebook. He had the akubra in front of the waterfall, and he'd been on mission trips and Played guitar and I was like, "Oh, that's my kind of guy." Anyway, he actually said last minute we'd never hung out, but he said, "Oh yeah, I think I'll come." And so he came, and so for twenty four hours, the first twenty four hours of this um, music festival, we hung out and got on so well. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I went because that is Simon, who I am now dating and loving. So yeah, that's sort of that sort of the end of my story as it is stands today.
2: So what does faith mean to you? Like you've gone through a lot of hard things in your life and you've come out the other side. Is that what faith means to you or what's your interpretation of faith? I guess just like leaning complete trust on
1: God and knowing that if you're giving him everything and you're doing what you feel prompted to do, you don't have to stress and strive. It's so peaceful to have faith in god like we don't have to do it all in our own efforts and we don't have to worry and strive if we can really put our trust and our faith in him yeah life's good when you do (laughs) no matter
2: what you go through yeah thank you very much for sharing your story thank you michelle
1: i know it's not about me but lately
0: That's the music of Kylie Burrell, who shared her story with us today in a chat with Michelle Smick. Kylie has posted a few of her songs on YouTube, and you can look them up by typing her name, Kylie Burrell, Well, as we heard, Kylie experienced the depths of sorrow and grief in her life when her husband Grant tragically died in a plane crash and suddenly she became a single mother. But we also heard how the Lord led her through the pain and how ultimately the experience has made her more resilient and has deepened her faith. As it says in the book of Psalms, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers and rescues them. Well, how about you? Have you experienced a tremendous tragedy in your life and need healing? Would you like to pray with someone about it and ask the Lord for help? Our prayer line is open 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772. 936. And we'd love to pray for you at that number again, 1-800-772-936. Well, thanks so much for joining us for Kylie Burrell's story. And until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. Sometime after a I'd walked down to the beach, to the edge of the water, and I literally collapsed backwards on the sand. And I looked up at the stars, And I saw such a peace and a tranquility in it, and I realised this couldn't have just happened by itself. There must be a God. So how do I find this God? Michael D'Anoon was a champion surfer in Southern California and into the hippie drug scene in the early 1970s before finally surrendering his life to the Lord as part of the Jesus movement. We'll hear Michael's story and how he eventually came to Australia next time the story. Just another way Vision is helping you look to God daily.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from
2: Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au